0: Hi there, I'm Stan Baker, one of the hosts of Circle Forum, along with Shelley Steele and Steve Young. In this episode, we discuss the pressing issue of absenteeism data, which is the subject of an article, Outdated Data on Chronic Absenteeism is Slowing Pandemic School Recovery. Real-time attendance data is crucial to driving impactful change in our schools. And I think it's really important because up-to-date attendance data can help you strategize and implement effective solutions within your schools. If you're currently grappling with the challenge of accessing and utilizing current attendance data, then this is for you because it can help you start some meaningful conversations. Some of the main topics we'll be covering include the significance of up-to-date attendance data, the challenges in data transparency within schools and within our communities and with our community partners, building trust and fostering honest conversations around attendance data through restorative conversations without blaming. At the end of this episode, be sure to visit our website, www.restorative.ca, where you can find free restorative resources. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. And now let's head over to this discussion with Shelley, Steve, and me, Stan. Let's talk about data. You say data, I say data. (laughs) There's an article that just came across, too, about data and how the fact that the attendance data is not current, is actually impeding the recovery from COVID in schools. Yeah,
1: data, data is an important thing. We Let's not hit ourselves. We need data and we need it to be current in order to affect change. And so we need to have a better idea, of, of you know, especially for the work we're trying to do, is what we're doing having an effect? And we need to be able to capture data quickly in order to see if what we're doing has an effect. And so if your data is a year and a half or two years old, then how are boards gonna know if they should be even doing anything, let alone anything new or different, or if what they're doing is even working, and maybe we need to change horses in midstream. So collection of good data is important, and then being able to figure out how to use that data to affect next step.
2: Yeah, we noticed in our, our recent work around it, it, how inaccessible it was to some people to have current data right. about even their own students or, school-wide that it, many had to find their way through how to even ask for that which was a little astonishing to me but how are you supposed to do this work if you're not able to even pull the most basic not historical data not let's look from what's happened last year to this year what's happening right now and the other thing about once you've pulled it is feeling comfortable enough safe enough bold enough to have really on a, honest conversations about it right because if we just want to, ooh, that doesn't look nice and bury it, that's not helpful either. So if we're pulling it, let's have the tough conversations about it without blame. Just where are we going from here with it?
0: What I really appreciate in Ontario in particular is that the government is asking for attendance data and is increasing their request for attendance data. So school boards are responding by generating more of that and paying more attention to attendance data. But it still seems to me that it's not getting out to the general public. It's It still feels, and this is just feelings, nothing more than feelings. It is a, a feeling that, I, as a school board, I don't want to get this data out there because it's going to make me look bad. Right. And so I'll work with the numbers, I'll massage them, I'll try not to get them out there or I'll say it's confidential. And so we've got all these things that are not happening because people aren't sharing honestly what's going on.
1: It it does remind me an awful lot of the Ontario, the, the EQAO mm-hmm. argument, when EQAO first started, um, nobody wanted to share the data and say how their school and their school board was done because then we all came under fire for not doing our jobs. But it brought rose all sorts of questions about if the teachers can't teach and they shouldn't be there, and let's reward the teachers that are, have, have good results, and let's, all these kind of arguments. And so people didn't want to share their data because there was a lot of eyeballs looking at them when things weren't going well. And so there's a hesitancy to share bad news. Because of what it's gonna you know, make us look like, no, we only want to sh- we'll share the good news. Absolutely, we'll say when we're number one. We just don't want to say when we're not. One. And so you're right. And I think you know people are going to hold off. To Shelley's point earlier, when we worked with some of our schools, how they were just amazed that they couldn't get the data that they needed to make decisions. We didn't. We don't know if this is working because we can't track whether that kids come to school. To let it go.
0: I wonder sometimes if we don't take too much responsibility on as uh, schools and school boards that like this is because we're owning this as our problem when it's really not all our problem. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things going on. Like COVID was not our, wasn't our fault, right? COVID was something we had to respond to. So that's one thing. The other is it, there's a, a general sense that look, COVID is something in the past. It's, It's done. We've got a new year. we got two years under our belt now without COVID, so to speak, even though there's some variants coming back up again. And let's just get back to pre-COVID normal. And it's study after study that's saying, folks, stop. Take a look at the data. It is still an issue. It's even more of an issue. And now we need to figure out ways to have conversations where We can be honest about the data, and th- this article is saying, Listen, is the delay in releasing the data that we have actually impeding our recovery from COVID? Which I think is a fascinating question.
1: I guess the other next question is who releases that data? <laughs> if, if we decide, if it was decided tomorrow, yes, we're going to be open and transparent about attendance data, is that a school board issue? Is that a school issue? Is that a ministry issue? And we know that nothing goes quickly once it goes a higher up into the bureaucracy. Maybe we just have to get past all that silliness and just say, there's the data. Now this is all, we're seeing it today for the first time too. Okay, ask your questions and we'll see if we can come up with some answers, not try to have it all figured out before we even know what's going on. But to the point, it, when we did that work at those schools, it was interesting the one principal that I was doing some one-to-one coaching with, he was able to look at the data of his my list, and he was tracking them, and he was making these changes based on the the data that he was seeing. He was able to, on a very small scale with the five or six or ten kids that he was tracking, say, you know what, this kid started to come, but I see another kid who's not coming. I'm going to drop that kid and start focusing on this kid. He was making decisions on his approach to dealing with these absent students who are chronically absent based on the data that he was able to pull because he was the principal he could pull it much easier but it just showed me if you've got real-time data you can make some real quick decisions week by week he was making decisions as to where he was going to focus his attentions and on which kids but that, that's, what, that's I what
2: i was going to say where is that you can start at your own we, we don't need to wait with the waiting and the bureaucracy does come money often in other directions, but that doesn't mean we know many of the most powerful, uh, initiatives are grassroots ones. So you're, that's what you're talking about is just what can I do within my parameters, my power base, whatever you want to call it to make some change. And with that comes intention. And that's what you were talking about with that principle He intentionally was looking and then he would switch based on that. So, because it can feel overwhelming many people will just I can't whereas how can we chunk it so that we can make a shift and then we develop some skills and approaches and now we move on to another group of students that are starting to show that and this is I think it's also figuring out what's going to make people listen to this as well.
0: It's interesting because I think that in since COVID and through COVID we've lost more and more of our ability to be able to talk together without blaming others. And Mm -hmm. so there's been increased blaming and less actual conversation. And so to have a way of talking together that reduces the blaming and really starts talking and focusing on the impact, because it's a concern for parents, regardless of their political orientation, the future of their kids. And so if we can shift the conversation we can start to change the the mindset and i think it starts one small conversation at a time it, are we being blaming in our conversation here
1: yes.
0: well <laughs> are we I, blaming yeah, okay. schools when we talk about this
1: i i think there's lots of blame to go around i don't know what we can blame the schools because the schools will turn around and blame others and the ministry the, the boards will blame the, family, the ministry will blame the, the parents and everybody's blaming each other i think to your point standard let's let's get all the data out and let's be transparent with it and let's stop worry about who's blaming them and let's look at the data and say what can we all do every i think we all have a part to play it's not about blame we all have a part to it's play a, it's a to about accountability it.
2: yeah. yeah yeah
1: and schools have a large part to play in it. and making kids feel welcome and developing those climates where kids feel that they'll want to be there at school. That's important. And that's what schools can do. It's the old thing. Don't worry about what you can't do. Just worry about what you can do. To your point, as a school or as a teacher, what can we do? What do we have control over that we can do that will help this situation? And don't go home and lose sleep because kids aren't coming to school because parents aren't sending them. Make school welcoming make your classroom welcoming do the best you can to develop those relationships with families and hopefully over time at that moment because that's all you really can do and let but everybody's got that it's not about blaming
2: and and trust comes into that too just like when we talk about talking to students to share what's happening for them whether that's a playground dispute or whatever it is they need to trust what we're going to do with that information or that data So the same thing, when we release our data, whether that's school level, whether that's board level, what is going to happen with that? Can I trust that it's going to be used to support student attendance? Or is it now going to be used in a way to to blame or cast doubt on, on things?
0: And I think people can agree, this is a problem. And once they have the data, they'll certainly agree that yes, this is a problem. What I think is hopeful is that restorative practices offers a process, a how-to for addressing situations which are not all that great at The numbers will not be looking all that great. Restorative practice offers a way to actually start to, that how to do this, that I think will really build those kind of conversations and those kinds of connections along the way. When we talk about attendance data remember the importance of building bridges and fostering meaningful connections within our schools and within our systems let's aim to shift that narrative from blame to a constructive restorative dialogue without the blame and use attendance data as a catalyst for positive change visit our website www.restorative.ca for more information on the how-to of conversations without blame And let's continue to create supportive and nurturing schools for every student, one conversation at a time.